Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day here in Los Angeles. I spent my morning at the beach. Really? Thank you very much. You Hanging get... 10, catching some waves, shooting the curl. You got it. All of those things. Yeah. Plus uh, some other stuff that I pretty much know only from the film Point Break. <laughs> I, th- I think, like, uh, what are we talking about? You threw about? a dog at Keanu Reeves. I did throw a dog at Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and I I want to say jump, jumped out of an airplane and parachuted into surfing. Is that something they do? Uh, they jump out of a plane, but not into surfing. Those are two separate um, extreme outings. Oh. You did put on a Richard Nixon mask and set fire to a gas station. <laughs> well, that, but I mean, that's like Thursday for me. Sure. I mean, I, it's, granted, it's not always Nixon. It's usually <laughs> Lyndon Johnson. <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson? What does his middle name have to do with it? <laughs> yeah, Lyndon Johnson. I feel like Baines is such a cool middle name. You would want to, like, rope it in whenever possible. Yeah, because it reminds people of uh, legendary White Sox designated hitter Harold Baines. <laughs> sure, or the man who broke Batman's back. There's a lot of famous Baines out there. Do you think Do you think Lyndon B. Johnson, which one of those Baines do you think uh, Lyndon B. Johnson was named after? What was his namesake? Harold Baines, the 1980s and early 1990s designated hitter for the <laughs> Chicago White Sox. Or Bane, the Batman villain who apparently was created after I stopped reading comic books <laughs> because he seems to be very famous, but I am unfamiliar with him. Uh, I mean, probably both. Yeah. I think, if you know, mom was probably a baseball fan. Gotcha. Dad was a DC Comics fan. Sure. Like, well, we'll never agree on a middle name. Right. You want to name him Nightwing. Right. You want to name him Ozzy Smith. Right. <laughs> what can we this is this is over. We're gonna have to get a divorce. This is tearing tearing our relationship apart. Originally his nick his name was gonna be Lyndon Wizard of Oz Johnson. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ain't that always the way. Yeah. But then they, they, they found something they could agree on. Lyndon Baines Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then Lady Bird Johnson. She's just named after a ladybird they saw. Well, no, she's named after the uh, Rodney Dangerfield drag soccer movie. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. But they had to feminize it. If she was a boy, she was going to be named Ladybugs. Wait, wasn't the team – okay, so Ladybird is the female form of Ladybugs? Yeah, it's a conjugation thing. What's the female I took form? Spanish, too, in high school, so I know how to conjugate things like this. What would you say is the female form of back to school? <laughs> back to Squela. <laughs> okay, back to Squela. Our back guest to girl school. <laughs> our guest. <laughs> our guest on this week's program is the host of the Judge John Hodgman podcast right in this very network. I would say co-host, co-host. He's the host. I am uh he's uh, the one of the stars of the hit television program Married on the FX network. One um, of the co-stars, co-stars, I would say. <laughs> He's a contributor to The Daily Show. Co-contributor. Co- co- <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you play a conehead. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I did, I'd be on the show more. <laughs> I think a co- No longer the resident expert, no longer the deranged millionaire, now conehead. John, what's that? Oh, we've been sued. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> but I wanted to do my famous We Come From France bit. 
<laughs> it is mine. I, I think a cone Simultaneous discovery, just like the calculus and the, the Leibniz and Newton with the calculus. Exactly. I came, across, I came upon it originally of my own way. It's not plagiarism. Contributors, I think, mm-hmm. are people who go on The Daily Show when they're doing a segment about how the eye works, uh, yeah. how we see. Sure. There's also rod tributers. Well, rod tributers are just uh, contributors who have big old schlongs. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's purely coincidental. <laughs> sure. It's purely coincidental. Rod Tributor is a great name for <laughs> a character and something. And then I was thinking about – I hate to I hate to admit that I was eavesdropping on you fellas as, as you were doing your little sure. intro. But yeah. uh, when you were talking about Lady Bird Johnson, I was like <laughs> – what do you think was the first draft on that name? Shebird? <laughs> well, we can name her Shebird. Come up with something else. Hell. Lyndon <laughs> uh, Johnson is a great What president. about the fly administration? Ah. I like Lyndon Johnson for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Let's uh, go. Yeah. Number one. Top three. B- famously Big Dick. Not afraid to wave it around. Sure. Big part of his personality apparently you know, he was, was showing a, his big dick to people. Yep, yep. And he was and you know, he was so successful in the Senate because he could knew how to twist those dicks and get the legislation sure. passed. Yeah. Sure. Do you think, you know, because because you know, because of the internet generation, because of, you know, Snapchat and sexting and stuff. We will get to a What are point. those old things? <laughs> oh, sorry. Because of Periscope Thank and you. because of Meerkats. Meerkatting. Uh, I'm over Vine, but I guess you could throw it in there. Vine? What are, oh, geez, yeah. Grandpa. It's actually, yeah. It's, it was a, Who are you, Steve Agee? It was a popular method um, in the year 2014 <laughs> to deliver small Climb into the grave, Steve Agee. <laughs> it's our turn now. Kids these days with their periscopes, their meerkats. By the way, um, I wish Steve Agee a long life. Go ahead now. <laughs> <coughs> they're, they're fondues. Oh, sure. have you guys downloaded fondue yet? No, is that an app? No, it, it is. Maybe you'll get to it. Yeah. Um, I have a calculator. Mm. Now, what does that do? What's the, what are the social functions of that? Honestly, I don't know how it works. I've got clock. I, key, I open it, and clock. I do not know how to work the damn thing. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of numbers. I know that. No, you'll figure it out. Thank you. You'll figure out how to put a picture of your dick on it. <laughs> I oh, feel like you were starting a- equal sign, equal sign, <laughs> closed bracket. I feel like you were starting a sentence. Though. What with the I internet was. generation? What with the internet, Periscope, Meerkat, whatever's next. Sure. We will get to a point. Where we have a president who is comfortable showing his dick again just because, you know, it's becoming more de rigueur. Well, I think to sure. show your dick. You know, de rigueur. Mm-hmm. They're talking about, uh, uh, of course, Lyndon Johnson was famous for talking to reporters while sitting on the can mm-hmm. um, with the door open. And I have heard that Obama has been meerkatting his shits. Oh. So. I mean, disrespectful to the presidency. We're, we're well, not Dis- to the man, disrespectful. but to the. I do not respect the man, but I respect the office. Disrespectful to our commander in chief. Mm-hmm. It's a handsome office. <laughs> also, Downton Abbey theme. Call, call, By the way, the office I respect is that one congressman who got kicked out of uh, Congress <laughs> for his Downton Abbey office. For having a Downton Abbey office. Also, How do you feel about that man, though? Uh, well, I got mad respect for him. Okay. Well, I respect his game. <laughs> game recognized game in the Bay. I sure. also feel calling 
the toilet, the can is disrespectful to fine ceramics. Sure. Yeah. That's another good point. It's a lot of good points No one's there. sitting on a can. You say thrown. Those days are past. Yeah. Lyndon Johnson also recorded every. Although I believe that I believe Lyndon Johnson may have pooped into a tin can. That's true. <laughs> During those. During I'm his... not going to use that fancy White House <laughs> turtle lavatory. <laughs> lavatory. I'm going to poop how my daddy pooped. I have an old can of Folgers Call. I have an old Fresca can that I'm going to poop into. Lyndon Johnson, the man whose big deck, whose big deck is responsible for the civil rights revolution. <laughs> uh, that was your number one top Lyndon Johnson thing, and we requested three. Uh, I've got one. I said oh, I got I got pooping with the door open. I got big <sighs> dick, <sighs> and I got recorded everything. So there is a telephone right. call. I don't know. Have you heard this telephone call? No. Okay, there's a telephone call. Him doing prank jokes? No. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the jerky boys, Jesse. <laughs> it's Lyndon Johnson calling, I think I'm going to say, the Haband Company. The Hagar Company, it might be. Hagar menswear? Yeah, a menswear company famous for its polyester. <laughs> and it's and it's outfitting all of the great 70s game show hosts? Exactly. <laughs> right. And uh, he's ordering pants. And uh, he says it's he finds he needs more room in the crotch. Because he finds that it, that the present pants are perfect, except they cut up on his bunghole. Hmm. <laughs> is that a, is that the term he uses? He says they cut up on his bunghole. Oh my goodness! And he, then he says, he says, hell, it's like riding a razor wire fence. Oh boy! <laughs> it's it's interesting that they were using bunghole back then. Although I guess bunghole is a barrel maker. That's a term. Cooper's term. A Cooper's term. Mm-hmm. Um, the bung is the hole in the barrel I mean, I used guess, to drain it. I guess they, I guess they used more barrels back then, so maybe they were more likely to use bunghole. It strikes me as something very modern. Maybe I'm, he was keeping his pants on a barrel. Sure. It oh was yeah. Instead, it's, like you know how you keep shoes on a shoe tree, you have a pants barrel. Yeah, <laughs> a pants barrel, a shoe tree, slacks barrel. Yeah, they definitely were and more likely shoe. to roll out the barrel at the time. Mm-hmm. Like if they were going to have a barrel of fun. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it seems possible. He also says that he'll he he gains or loses uh, six or four or six inches in his waist in a given month, so he needs them to be adjustable. Hmm. Four or six inches up or down at any time. Yeah, exactly. This guy's living the high life. Well, that's what happens what you when you're going between state dinners. Body and- of a Bigfoot, metabolism of a bumblebee. Popping, <laughs> popping greenies and having state dinners. Sure. You know, sometimes he doesn't eat for weeks on end, and then. Other times he eats nothing but pheasant. Can I tell you something that a lot of people know about LBJ? That's Lyndon Baines Johnson that maybe you know or maybe you don't know. Favorite soft drink was Fresca. Oh, that Mm. is a good drink. And he had a special button installed in his office to call for Fresca when he needed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he could push the the Fresca button. When my (laughs) grandfather died, there was almost a round of applause at his funeral when his former co-worker from the Fox Theater Company mm. uh, mentioned that when my grandfather became a vice president, uh, he insisted that a special refrigerator be installed in his office exclusively for Coca-Colas. Sure. Exclusively. Exclusively for Coca-Colas. For Coca-Colas. My grandfather always had Coca-Colas in the fridge. Mm. Great part about visiting my grandparents. You could have a Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. But he, yeah. That, and, and that was the most distinctive thing that anyone said about my grandfather in the course of the hour of funeral <laughs> He led a rich life. One yeah. of the reasons that the <laughs> LBJ story about Fresca resonates so mm-hmm. deeply and emotionally for me is that at one point in my growing up, 
uh, I had a fresca and uh, as a child, and my maternal grandfather, Pop-Pop, was within earshot. And then years later, I and my very good oldest friend, Damon Graff, in high school, we took the train to Philadelphia and the bus to Ocean City, New Jersey, where my Pop-Pop and Nan-Nan had their summer cottage on the beach. Solid uh, grandma and grandpa names. I know. Uh, you know <laughs> Time-tested. What, what, by the time I was in high school, it was Nan and Pop. It was okay. I wasn't doing the sure. the inf- That's a little more infantile cool. repetition. Yeah. That's weird because when I was a kid, I called my grandparents Pop, Pop, and Nan, Nan. And then by the time it was in high school, it was Pop, 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 and Nan, 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 Nan. Manamanop. Yeah, that's what I call them too. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put a pin in that for one second. I'm just right. going to say that my grand – so my – uh, my maternal uh, grandparents lived in northeast Philadelphia, Mayfair, and they vacationed uh, <clears throat> along with a lot of other uh, working class families from Philadelphia in Ocean City, New Jersey, a great dry town on the New Jersey shore in, in a little second floor apartment a few blocks from the beach. And Damon Graff and I went to go stay there with him in our, in our big uh, independence tour of the summer after freshman year of high school hmm. where we took the overnight train. Uh, which was terrifying, sure. and, the, and then the daytime bus, which was doubly terrifying, because mm-hmm. a daytime bus always trumps overnight train for terrifying. Yep. Uh, never mind nighttime bus; yeah. that would never happen. Uh, and, and sorry, quick pin in this: nope. was there a lot of self discovery? Uh, yeah, there was. Okay, can I, there was actually on that trip a dramatic amount of self discovery. Can I put a pin in this and ask: is self discovery a euphemism for masturbation? Uh, I mean, or I, mutual I, that's how I, that's how I understood it. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I was leaning toward you know, like, is my you know, is my parents' idea of God something I want to carry over into my adult life? No, or, you no. know, do I want my dad's life? Kind of thing. No, no, you're like just that. jerking it. Yeah. No, well, I mean, but there's. There's elements like how would it feel if I went backhand? Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Like if I turn my hand around the opposite direction or sure. used my like non-dominant they, like they, hand. Like they do in Australia. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> well, the whole southern hemisphere. Oh, this is what I want to say. So, yeah, Pop-Pop, Nan-Nan. Uh, uh, well into my adult life, I had a great-grandmother who mm. died at the age of I think about 105. And this is my, my Pop-Pop's mother who lived next door to them in Philadelphia. And she was also – <laughs> to her grandchildren, you called she was her Nan. She-Hulk. No, no, you know, her, Big Nan, Big was, Nan. Yeah, oh, Big okay, Nan. yeah, cool. She, she, she had, she had jars of rainwater in her house by the time she died. <laughs> that she had collected. In any case, uh, we show up at this thing, and now I'm, I'm, you know, whatever I am, thirteen years old, fourteen, fre- summer after freshman year of high school, long, and we show up, and I open the refrigerator, or, or my grandfather opens the refrigerator, and there are like five. Two liter bottles of Fresca in there, ha! and he said, "You said you liked this that one time," <laughs> and I was so, I was so touched and weirded out at the same time by that. I'm like, "Oh, you're really listening hard." Well, let's connect. So we sat down and we just pounded Fresca all afternoon. Sure, yeah, knock it back. Oh man, you have not. You know what? You learn a lot when you get to sit down with your elder and just drink a lot of Fresca. Yeah. Where did, did you did you have any other true loves other than Grandma? You know, what did you want to be when you were young? Oh, I should have asked him those questions. Oh, you just asked him Fresca-related questions? <laughs> Where did you first hear about Fresca? <laughs> did what you know is L- supposed to taste did like? Did you know LBJ liked Fresca? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, that's Should we have thing. this over ice or? Yeah, or or shall we just keep pounding it warm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Is it that legal is, that... to drink anything else besides Fresca in a dry vacation town? Yeah, that's true. Uh, the, you know, that was a Damon Graff and I walked that boardwalk up and down many a night, looking for lewds. <laughs> it was the seventies, ladies and gentlemen. Sure. Everyone was doing them, Go, going to arcades and yeah, and pretending not to look at girls. Hmm. And then, as we were walking back, at the time we were there both was shy a, dudes. At the time, there was a real stigma attached to heterosexuality. <laughs> sure. Well, in in my heart, there was. <laughs> there was. I was. I was beginning to come out to myself as a heterosexual. Basically, it must have been tough. As a, as opposed to a 30, 35 year old sexless bachelor, which is how I imagined myself until that day. And I'm like, well, maybe I like girls. Oh, fudge! And, this is gonna uh, ruin everything. And Damon was always very handsome and had no problem flirting with girls. And we were walking back to my grandparents' house, and uh, and there are these girls playing uh, beach volleyball at night down by the beach. And we just sort of stopped and sort of regarded them for a moment. And uh, and they said, you should come down and play volleyball with us. And I said, no, thank you. And then we, <laughs> <laughs> and then we walked back home. We walked back home and I watched St. Elsewhere that night, I think, on television. Hodgman. Yeah. And then we went to go see a movie. I think it was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> and there was a girl in line mm-hmm. and she turned around. She said, I saw you guys on the water slide today. I'm like, yeah, that's, that, that tracks. We were there. Mm-hmm. You're not lying. And she said, yeah, I worked there. I'm like, OK. She said, what movie are you seeing? Oh, we're seeing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, we're going to see this movie. You want to come and see this one? No, thank you. Really interesting scene. Who framed Rod? Like, uh, just you could have had so much thirteen-year-old vacation time by the seashore, second base. It was. It was. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it was, uh, uh, I don't know what. I just was very shy. No, I that guess. was me. I that was. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe that, 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 that high this school was age happening. Was like if a girl. Yeah. Tried to do something, I would yeah. kind of retreat into some sort of. I was like, what? What? Roly poly like. Husk. What I... game are you playing? <laughs> you look at me. Yeah. I'm a weird dude with long hair who likes Doctor Who. There's and, no way you're talking to me. And there's AIDS out there. This is this this is how someone uh, catches AIDS. That I don't was... think that that was an issue for us at that point. Oh, that yeah. had not that had not filtered into our consciousness. I mean, it was an sure. issue in in life, but it not had become not yet become the big deal. That I wish I could blame it on AIDS. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why I that's that was why I didn't have a lot of sex in high school. Too afraid of AIDS. <laughs> yeah, but I think it had more to. Mm, I got to try to get the high score on Tempest. So I can't, <laughs> well, no, can't that's really a concern talk to you too. Right now. Like, yeah. This will lead to more sex in the future. But it was so <laughs> we're turning down some initial sex so that yeah. you can have that. I mean, you're... Tempest High Score Avalanche later on in life. <laughs> I mean, you're not talking about Golden Axe type pussy. No, no, no. But you know, it's sort of one of those things where you think back in, you know, over the over, through the veil of years, and you think, oh yeah, well, I was not concerned at all about taking Amtrak pre-Acela. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the slow train, right? The, dir- the the great dirty corridor that connects America. Uh, I was not at all concerned or or afraid about taking the Amtrak overnight to Philadelphia and then getting out at 30th Street Station and finding my way to a bus stop in downtown Philadelphia in the early 80s when it was a very different world. Like none of it phased me at all. But the moment one of those girls said anything to me, I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a similar uh, story from my own childhood. Once in <clears throat> walking to – School. I, I started taking the bus to school when I was maybe seven or so, 
and uh, like the bus bus, not the school bus. There was no school bus. And uh, you could, I could take the 14 mission or the 49 Van Ness mission. The 49 Van Ness mission, that was the premium bus because <clears throat> it took a turn right on Ocean Avenue where my school was and went the extra five or six blocks down to my school. Mm-hmm. But if the 14 came first, sometimes I'd just take the 14 watch walk that last four blocks in the hopes that maybe a 49 would uh, go past and I'd just jump on it because I had a bus sure. pass. It's free to me. Seven, seven-year-old computer uh, – computer. Seven-year-old computer. Commuter woes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one day I, I get off the 14 mission and I turn right onto Ocean Avenue and I notice there's a 49 coming right behind my 14. Oh, boy. And so I run to the next bus stop to catch it. Now, as the 49's passing by, here comes a fire truck. Oh, boy. Fire truck cuts off the 49. 49 decides to skip my stop and I am crushed. I am crushed because now I'm going to have to walk the, the rest best of the way laid, to school. The best laid plans. Guy on top of the fire truck notices what happened. He sees. they Because they What's, like pulled over. Into was, he, the, was he a fireman or is just some dude fire truck surfing? <laughs> yeah, no, it was like a. Was some sort of teen wolf. Yeah, he was a rad dude. Yeah. Um, he tipped his shades at me and uh-huh. said. <laughs> no, guy on top. He hey, saw, little bro. He mm. saw that like an eight or nine year old had been you prevented bummed. from getting on the bus. Right. And I think he assumed that I had to go further than the four blocks I had to go. And he said, sorry, did we just make you miss your bus? And I said, yes. And he said, well, get on. We'll give you a ride down the street. And I said, no, that's okay. Oh, you could have ridden a fire truck. Uh, I could have ridden a fire would that truck. Been, would Why that, did you choose not? I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, I was just say you would have been just hot shit. Throughout elementary school, you're the guy who showed up on the fire truck that one time. I know. I have no idea why. I turned it down out of a kind of like politeness. Sure. Yeah, I was wondering... Like it wasn't out of fear of no. I didn't feel like I was going to get. They do have. I wasn't going to get like uh, kidnapped by the firefighters and turned into a Dalmatian. (laughs) That's how they get them. That's how they get those. Those are all yeah. They're all wayward children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was quite the mistake. Now that the firefighters run run an island off the coast. (laughs) Right, naughty children. Pleasure Island. It's called. By by the time they're made to smoke cigars until they turn into Dalmatians. Exactly so. By the time I was a teenager, I was they're American heroes. Basically, armpit deep in tongue kissing. So I can't relate to the rest of the stories (laughs) you guys told. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I am a late. I'm a. I'm such a late bloomer that I will eventually bloom. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yes. But the only bad news is when you bloom, it's going to spell. It's going to smell like feces. It's one of those hundred year <laughs> sure. blooms. Those are gross. Oh, the corpse flower. Yeah, you got it. There's a corpse flower at the botanical gardens of Smith College in Northampton, Massachusetts. One of my many part time hometowns. Hmm. But I've never been there to smell the the death the death smell. I would like to smell one of those uh, those hundred year flowers sometime. I think it'd be kind of fun. If, yeah, why don't you just smell a corpse? I remember once um, when I was a professional literary agent and working hard at not doing my job, and it was before we had the internet really in the office, so I just had to read all the weird catalogs that came in the mail. Uh huh. Sure. For some reason, a law enforcement supply catalog was was sent to our <laughs> our office on West Twenty Sixth Street in Manhattan, New York. You're City. You're talking about like when you just needed to have some goof off time. Yeah. Okay. You would read a catalog. Which is to say 100% of the time. Between the hours of (laughs) 9 and 5. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Uh, uh, The law enforcement supply catalog had all kinds of good, you know, batons and police police nunchucks and that sort of thing. But they also had a product called Sniff-A-Corpse. And this is for training (laughs) police dogs to find corpses. 
And it came in two varieties, fresh and decomposed. (laughs) (laughs) And I, you know, talking about great life regrets. I'm sorry I didn't play volleyball with those girls. I'm sorry I didn't buy at least one can each of fresh and decomposed Sniffacorps. Mix them together really freak those dogs out. I'd want those police nunchucks because you know what I'd be doing if I I got those. Hup, 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 Nunchucks tricks? You got it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Police style. Law enforcement. Create some fresh corpses. L-E-O. Anyway, hello. Hi, John. Hi, John. John Hodgman is here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Co. Welcome to the Lady to Lady Show. Behind door number one, we have fantastic weekly guests like Aisha Tyler, French Stewart, Retta, and more. Behind door number two, we have road trip and sleepover games like Would You Rather and Never Have I Ever, the kind of games that remind you of being a kid. Door number three brings you fresh hot episodes every Wednesday. You can find them on iTunes and at MaximumFun.org. Now pick a door. Just kidding. They're not real because we're a podcast. You're all winners. And we didn't really think this through. Lady to lady. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm John Hodgman, the host of the Judge, co-host of the Judge John Hodgman podcast and contributor to The Daily Show with John Stewart. Uh, can I say something real quick about the great city of Santa Cruz, California? I'd love to hear it. And associated cities, villages, and townships. We're going to be there. April 24th, celebrating my 34th birthday, the 50th birthday of... Uh, what's that college that we went to called? UC Santa Cruz. UC Santa Cruz. Yeah. The, fif- the 50th birthday? The 50th birthday of, of UC, UC Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz. Is that true? 50 years. I didn't realize it was such a young it college. Not a, yeah, not a time-honored institution. Oh, my goodness. No, it's uh, f- it's called 50 years. Of the, they, have a, you know, they have a theme every year for right. like alumni weekend. This right. It's 50 years of pretty good. <laughs> is that so? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think good that's going to be what it is. 50 years of chilling out. Better than a couple UCs, <laughs> worse than most, good for a public school. Filling out the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheap, <laughs> UC Santa Cruz, cheaper in-state tuition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 50 years of UC Santa Cruz, 35 years of alternative Mecca, 15 years of, well, good at marine biology. <laughs> uh Dot, dot, dot. UC Santa Cruz, 50 years of time elapsed. Exactly. <laughs> Since our years founding. of existence. <laughs> it has existed. It has not been destroyed or burned down or, you know, sucked into some sort of so bottle you, universe. You, I didn't realize. I mean, it's, 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 it's known as a youthful university, mm-hmm. attracting yeah. many youthful youths. Well, you sure. know, uh, many of the people that go to UC Santa Cruz are actually in their late teens and early 20s. Is that so? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. I think I actually, one of the actually, Jesse, when we, I don't know if you know this. When we met, uh, that was actually my second time around. I was getting my second degree. I had been there uh, years earlier as a baby. 
Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, you went to the UC Santa Cruz baby program? Yeah, yeah. I got my degree in being colicky. Oh. Oh. Is that a bachelor's or an associate's degree? <laughs> it's a bachelor's of fine arts. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But now the, I, now the college I did it because I wanted to teach. I want to finish. But you know what they say: show. publish or perish. Right? I'm going to tell you. What's to, going, I was trying what's to get us back in our to show. It. Okay, thank you, John. John, go ahead. What are we go, talking get about? Us back to plugging the show. <laughs> what are you doing a show there or something? <laughs> <laughs> what are you uh, doing a show? Hi, professional broadcaster John Hodgman here. What are you doing a show there or something? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're leading up to announcing a show. Uh, April 24th. Here's what we got on the docket so far, Jordan. Uh, number one, we have a mandate. Everyone within driving distance is required to go or else they end up on my shit list. So not just Santa Cruzians. We're talking Felton, Ben Lomond, Scotts Valley. We're talking about Monterey. We're talking about Mountain View. And not leaving you out, Aptos. Absolutely not. How could we? We're staying in Aptos. And Santa Cruz's sister city, Managua, Nicaragua. <laughs> um, Thanks for the bridge. Now get your ass to our show. That's, that's the I'm top. assuming the... Like that's, the bridge with a plaque somewhere. That's some of the top cities that are required to come. But why should you come? Well, I'll tell you. We got a great lineup. We got uh, Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, we're going to be featuring Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. Indie rock legend John Vanderslice. John Vanderslice. The great John Vanderslice. Now, will he be playing music or just fucking around? Uh, well, he will be doing both. Fucking That's around. Live and- sex show from <laughs> sure, John Vanderslice. Yes, yeah, yeah. No music. If you want music. <laughs> yeah. Be, please be aware. This I just is sign just, a waiver. You may be hit with a ping pong this ball. This is just a just is just a live intercourse set from John Vanderslice. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and some ping pong ball firing. This is but not that's a family podcast. Sexual? No, no, no. Right. Past Jordan Jesse Go guest, uh, beloved San Francisco stand up comic poet, and now novelist Bucky Sinister. He's got a new album, a new novel coming out in a few months. Great guy, one of the funniest, one of the funniest guys, and one of the guys who most looks like Walter from The Big Lebowski. Um, we've got, and this is the piece de resistance. I'm very proud of this. The UCSC High Tones will be there. That's UCSC's all-female a cappella group. H-I-G-H Tones. I hope they do it. I hope they get high before they do it, right? One can only assume. Why else would you do that? (laughs) Mr. Dope Man, send me some dope. Make it the dankest that I've ever smoked. (laughs) <laughs> you know, if we were true improv acapellists, we could have gone on with that yeah. for a long time. But as it is, we're just amateurs. Can we just I, I, thought yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. Lots of sticky nugs like Liberace. Liberace has sticky nugs, by the way. Oh, yeah. Anyway, go to MaximumFun.org to find all the information. April 24th. Buy your tickets now before it sells out. It's a benefit for KZSE Radio. And if you live in Santa Cruz, we're going to do an air check on KZSE Radio. I don't know when that's going to be. but maybe can Maybe we'll record it and make it a bonus episode. Is that an air check means you just go into the station and make sure it's working? Yeah, exactly. No, (laughs) you go in there and make sure. You just just play the flood alarm. (laughs) Womp, womp, womp. You make sure there's oxygen. <clears throat> it's sufficient. Oh, so nobody passes out or gets you know, the bends. You can, you can appreciate you have to have my the right, understanding. You have to have the right mix so no one gets the bends. Mm-hmm. You can die of that, you know. Yeah. It's true. Air bubbles to the brain. Saw that in Jaws, too. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Good Jaws. Good Jaws. <laughs> yeah. I saw. I watched Jaws also at my grandparents' house in Ocean City. That's, that's a, a lot of television. That's appropriate. 
maybe watched an episode of In Search Of might have been on there. <laughs> sure. And then I and then I didn't want to sleep in the same room as Damon anymore. He had twin beds, yeah, separate yeah, twin beds. Sure. So I went out to sleep on the on the porch, and I got scared. <laughs> Were there girls out there? <laughs> Just girls walking. We up and want down the to touch your penis. <laughs> Run away! I haven't invited you in. You can't come in. <laughs> it's vampires. Jeff. You have no power you've here. Confer- you've confused girls and vampires once again. You're out on the porch. Mm. We can do as we please. <laughs> No. Oh, we are teenage girl vampires. <laughs> the porch is the middle ground between the worlds. <laughs> we want to suck your blood once we are done chewing this gum. So <laughs> <laughs> teenage girls like to Hold my gum while I kiss you. Join us and we will make magazine collage. <laughs> ah! Because I am boy crazy. Ah! I will bring you to the other side. Hold my retainer. (laughs) (laughs) Now watch as we lip sync into this hairbrush. My vampire's a little different. There were were a lot of middle European girls in Ocean City. Oh, okay. There you go. We are having a slumber party tomorrow at noon. (laughs) (laughs) It's BYOC. Bring your own coffin. (laughs) I did the high one on that one. Cool. I like the high one. It's fun. Yeah. It's more fun to talk in a high voice. I guess. You know, you know, Tiny Tim was on to something. <laughs> that guy had a lot of fun. I don't know why this isn't catching on. <laughs> I seem to be the only one doing this. <laughs> Maybe I should put on a bigger coat. <laughs> Do I need a better ukulele? <laughs> Maybe. You're listening. Maybe my hair isn't greasy enough. <laughs> Perhaps I should be more terrifying. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that I live in an era where I can be on television all the time? <laughs> I can't one of two shows at any given moment. <laughs> the other one being Steve Allen complaining about rock and roll lyrics. <laughs> I have to call Johnny Carson. They've offered me the price is right. <laughs> America wants to see me every day. That's the kind of fun we have here on Jordan Jesse Go. Doing some This whole show has been nineteen sixty five themed. Except for a brief dalliance in nineteen eighty eight. Just like you see Santa Cruz, I'm having a midlife crisis. (laughs) It's time for me to dwell upon my past and present pretend the future doesn't matter. I couldn't help but notice that your rental car was a cool Camaro. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I said, uh, yeah, please bump bump me up to something cool, just in case. So. Can I get the Camaro, the coolest car? <laughs> I'm looking for something in a, a pussy wagon or a pussy crusher. I don't know what you have. Uh, something that checks. I'm part of really the Emerald into. Club, so right, maybe. No, it's fine. Mm, can I get something that has one of those uh, uh, rear view video cameras? <laughs> <laughs> Heated seats. Yeah. yeah. My parallel parking's a little rusty. Yeah. How's it going for you, pal? Uh, Well. Oh, can I just say one thing before we get into that? Did we actually say we were doing a show or did we just do a bit? We were doing a show. All right. Let's recap the show. Okay. UC Santa Cruz. April 24th at the Kumbwa Jazz Center in Santa Cruz, California. Jordan Jesse Go Live featuring the UCSC high tones, John Vanderslice, the great (laughs) Bucky Sinister, and more fun. 
all live on stage for your enjoyment no matter where in the Bay Area you live. Get a hotel room. Make a weekend of it. Come down from Silicon Valley. It's only one mountain away. Hmm. Where can I get tickets? Just go to MaximumFun.org and click on the show in the right-hand sidebar under Events. You'll find your ticket link there. Okay. Tickets on sale now, but not for long. They could sell out. Okay. By the way, I have kicked off my flip-flops. Okay. Um, This might have been the first time I've ever done this show in flip-flops. Sure. I didn't care for it, so I'm going barefoot, and I'm really feeling the pulse of the earth. I've noticed the energy change in here. I didn't notice you taking off your flip-flops, but I did notice things got a little lighter, a little more carefree. But also more grounded. Sure. In a funny way. And more connected to the earth. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the the electricity that is in a ball at the center of the earth sure. is coursing through my body, making me lighter and more carefree. Igneous, I, sedimentary. Sure. These are types of rock. Yeah, exactly. I feel I've made my point. Yeah. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Can I put your flip-flops over my dress shoes? <laughs> Green juice. <laughs> Jordan, what's going on? What's going yeah, let's on? Have, let's you, all pal? take a cough break for one yeah, second. Yeah, let's all cough. That was my cough. <laughs> Guys, this isn't an orgasm break. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I thought it was a self discovery break. Yeah, we were all discovering ourselves. So, Jordan. I just learned I didn't want my dad's life. Jordan, oh, right you're, wearing a fun, you're wearing a fun summer shirt. Sure. I'm just going to break it down real quick. Yep. You came in here wearing a fun summer shirt and mm-hmm. some canvas sneaks. Mm-hmm. It looks like you've been having a great time. What's going on with well, you? Well, uh, I was. I haven't been wearing this all day. I was wearing my uh, my yoga Tuxedo. outfit, which is a tuxedo. Then you uh, accidentally discovered upon yourself. I've st- <laughs> yeah, I've um, I've started yoga back up again. I started uh, um, a couple years ago. I was with... wondering why yoga was shut down all over the country. Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah, because I I just had no I had nope. no more of it. Nope, Jordan nope. got tired of turning the crank. Yeah, right. <laughs> we had a we had a bad breakup. And now we've learned to be friends. Right. Uh, I've kind of gotten back into it after uh, stopping. I feel like I, I have a bad uh, uh, track record with, like, self-care stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll feel better. And I'll go, like, ah, enough of this. I'm yeah. feeling great. I'm cured. Yeah. Well, time to <laughs> sit in a dark room and play video games for three days because <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> um, God, get yourself that, some gamer That crap, last right? downward <laughs> dog made me immortal and I'm never going to change. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, now time to just get some, uh, get some greasy protein balls, dump them in my mouth. Um, mm-hmm. That's what Gamer Grub was, right? Yeah, I think something like that, yeah. Anyway. Greasy protein. I think yeah. the, key pr- the key element of the product was that it came in a tube so you didn't have to use two hands to Oh, right. It was it. food you could dump into your mouth. There was right. a thing like a, a couple years back called, yeah, called Gamer Grub and it oh was these God. kind of little nuggets. Did we get that for free from your job at Fuel or something? Why do I know about Gamer Grub? Uh, I don't know. We must I mean, have gotten big a news. case of it. We must have gotten a case of it for free when I think yeah. that must have been what it was. Anyway, I would think we definitely got it at Fuel though. Um, anyway, I don't want to take you on a gamer grub tangent, but I'm. Would you like to know? Fascinated and disgusted by this. Would subject. you like to know more? Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't have too much more information. I don't remember too much. What, what kind just, of protein was it? Mm, Vegetable what? protein or meat? <laughs> might, you know, it might have just protein. been chips. I think, oh, okay. You know what I think I was doing? I was conflating gamer grub and that weird nerd slurry <laughs> with me. Oh, that yeah. nerds like to drink because they think food is too inefficient. What's yeah. that? That's called soylent. Soylent. Oh. These are different things. The gamer grub is more of a snack. Okay. I'm with nerds, though. Who wants to eat food when you cannot eat food? Right. <laughs> Why not shove some nutrient paste in through a self-made trachea? Sure. I- 
I think at the at the end of the day, America's top problem is probably that they hate eating food. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like the yep. experience of eating food, right? But they need the calories. Since right. I started drinking Nerd Slurry, do you know what my erotic Pokemon fan art uh, output has has done? It's shot through the roof. It's yeah. doubled. You would tripled. I mean, quadrupled. Josh. Wow, that's how much erotic Pokemon fan nerd art slurry. I'm doing. I choose you. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. All um, right. So anyway, anyways, and uh, so, so been, you came out of your hole. You started, I came out of my started hole. Yoga. I was again. doing yoga. I feel I've been feeling pretty good about it. Uh, and I've been how frequent free- are we talking about? Uh, once or twice a week. Great. Mm. Not enough. Um, yeah. Some will some will say not enough. Um, by all, the way, do I see more say. radiant? You, do. you guys, do I you see do have more? A, you, your skin is is glowing. Taut. More radiant than what? Not more radiant than me. I'm not wearing shoes. No, so I wouldn't. I would not propose to be more radiant than you. Just <laughs> right. more radiant, you know, than your average. No one is more connected to the Earth Spirit than you. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. thank right. you, thank you, thank you. Shale. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking I was hot shit. So I'm like, why don't I try this hot yoga everybody's always talking about? Bikram. Mm-hmm. Didn't he oh, go to jail? Bik- <laughs> John Bikram? No, I don't know. it's named for a dude. Is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and his I think Bikram, and I think, I think there's some he's legal very controversial legal probs. Did he was for getting people too jacked? Yeah, yeah, I think that <laughs> he was, was helping. Earth citizens are becoming too jacked. He was helping civilization too much. <laughs> yeah, too much. So the Illuminati. I'm shut glad him down. you clarified that it was Bikram hot yoga. Yeah, I don't know if it was Bikram hot yoga. Hot yoga was on the sign. I right. go to Poindexter hot 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 yoga. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if Buster Poindexter had a hot yoga place but just called it Bikram Bikram Bikram, like it didn't say hot. <laughs> He's like, ah, people are expecting this to be hot, hot, hot yoga. I'm going to throw him a curveball. Yeah. Sure. A little Buster, bit, a little Buster bit Poindexter has never done there. anything on the nose. <laughs> no. Yeah. He always um, goes, goes a little bit to the left. Peace, no. peace to Buster Poindexter. I love you, Buster. Sure. Um, and uh, New York Dolls can suck it, though. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Hot you, yoga. You went so, into hot yoga. I'm like, I'm hot shit. I'm going to try this hot yoga. Right. And... Uh, so I went to the hot yoga place, and it is uh, a, a. You need the yoga to match the temperature of the shit in your body. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. 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 Because your humors were imbalanced. Like right now, I'm exactly. like I'm walking around. Yeah, I was building up too much black bile, and it was making me murderous. Right. Right. It was making me murderous <laughs> and causing me I have that problem with certain lumps on my head. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, that's just because you have a, a natural deception ridge on your skull. Yeah. So that, let's not blame the humors for what is your natural ridge. Instead, let's credit me for not deceiving <laughs> you about my murder. <laughs> sure. Have you guys come? Have you guys, I want to give you coupons before we go to, mm-hmm. to my new hot phrenology studio. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I, I read, I read the shape of your skulls, but it's super hot. Right, it's just real hot in there. Yeah, it's 110 degrees. Yeah. Um, so the yoga and place we're nude. The, that I've <laughs> that I'll make it all the hotter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yoga place I go to is very uh, touchy feely. All the classes are taught by like kind of, um, you know, middle aged silver fox gay fellas, right? Or like Earth Mother types, there was a literal pregnant woman teaching one of the mm-hmm, classes mm-hmm, uh, awesome. the other day. Uh, everyone is very sweet, positive. You know, they start out class with a, you know, with a fun story from their lives. Um, I think the last one I heard was this um, this guy, gay guy talking about coming out to his Catholic mother and how she eventually accepted him, and everyone awed. And you know, it's just it's wait it, wait a minute. Yeah, he's starting out yoga. 
Like with a little moth story? Yeah, or? exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. No, thanks. This is a combination story slam slash yoga class. John, you didn't know that all high-end businesses in Los Angeles start with a performer who also happens to be a retail employee of the no. business telling you a story? It's the same at the Arclight Theater. Sure. <laughs> oh, no. Get to hear about the first time uh, they talked to their grandpa who had Alzheimer's. It kind yeah. of – yeah. Kind of bumped me out to see Fast and Furious. Is the, but... is the material they're presenting finished, or are they still workshopping? It? Oh no, no. And uh, I mean, it's like stand up, but not funny. Uh-huh. It's like, what if you know? There's some joke inflections, right? But not a lot of actual jokes. All right. Anyway. The most important thing: no notes. <laughs> no, no. Right. They like haven't we've... prepared for this. If they talk too, fa- if they talk too long, a violin plays. Yeah, and they got to stop. <laughs> exactly. Um, hot yoga, fucking different ball game. Really? So it is so it's in a dark hot room. It's mm-hmm. dark too? Uh yeah, it's dark. It's yeah, like um like going into one of those walk through haunted houses. Or, I would say that really? that was the or lighting maybe, scheme. Or maybe recording a podcast at Maximum Fun Headquarters. Yes, exactly. Hot dark yeah. room. Either Universal Studios yeah. Halloween Horror Nights or Max Fun Podcast. Oh, I hate that. I hate that haunted house at Universal Studios. But go on. You what do you I love the haunted house at Universal Studios. What do you not like about it? Too cool? Too spooky. Too fun. It's terrifying. Yeah. And too faithful to the films that it represents? No, it's 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 you know I walk I walk into Universal Studios. Sure. I'm paying a premium for the world's best theme park or John, at least third best theme park. <laughs> go off on one of your signature rants. I don't and I see sure. Universal Studios House of Haunted Horrors or whatever it's right. called. And I know Universal has a, a an incredible long history with classic sure. horror movies. Uh, your Frankenstein's monsters. Oh my uh, God! Your mummies, ladies your and gentlemen. Our guest Dana Gould. Your, your Draculas. You know what sure. I mean? Your teenage Ocean City, New Jersey Draculas. Mm-hmm. You got me back when you pronounced Dracula as Dracula. <laughs> I'm back with I you. I lose. I I like to lose them and bring them back. But mm-hmm. and and I walk into this thing thinking I'm going to see an incredible dark ride. Sure. Featuring beautiful animatronic scenes. From these movies that will be spooky and wonderful and beautifully imagineered, to borrow a phrase from sure. a competing theme park. I do not expect to walk into a carny hall mm-hmm. where where teenagers <laughs> wear dumb masks and <laughs> yell at me as I walk through sure. with my children. <laughs> you know what's scary? <laughs> it's scary. It was terrible. But also it's accompanied by the music of Rob Zombie. Is that so? Uh, sometimes. Well, I but I, I was, like. I it's like, very. I mean, it's a very, it's a very rudimentary. Uh, yes, tr- sure. like it reminds me of action. When Action Park in in uh, in New Jersey was was going. I guess it started up again, but it was legendary. Mm-hmm. Action Park was a water park in New Jersey. It was legendary for uh, for causing people to hurt themselves. Terribly. Oh wow! And I remember going there uh, in the nineties. And seeing more open wounds than I've ever seen in my <laughs> oh, life. Just from just people, people riding in, the teacups? Yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was like water slides. Oh, People wow, just okay. go down these water slides and just get torn up by these yeah. water slides. And then you would walk up to every attraction. There was like a 17-year-old uh, uh, boy or girl there wearing a T-shirt that said, not a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> and they would ask everybody before they got into the, into the water chute. Uh, like say you were going to get into a into a black PVC pipe that was going to shoot you sure. into uh, at high speed yeah. until you you went ten feet over a pool of freezing water and sure. got an enema from and it. urine. Yeah, right. And they would say before you got into the <laughs> into the into the tube, uh, are you an expert swimmer? And you would say yes. And they go sure. okay. <laughs> that was their... Legally binding, right? And there and then one of the attractions was the 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 thrill jump or something, mm-hmm. and it was just a cliff. 
just a, it was and you just jump, you into jump a pool. off into a pool. It's a really a high, high ledge. A high ledge. Yeah. And that was the experience. The terror that's how I felt of about, a ledge. That's how I felt about the. the okay, you feel like it was it was cheap scares and not a lot it of. It was definitely terrifying. Sure. I'm interested to learn that you thought that the Universal Studios House of Horrors was going to be themed completely on films from the 1930s and 40s. (laughs) Well, I... Like, you're like, God damn it! And none of these roller coasters are His Girl Friday themed either. (laughs) Given Universal's own self-branding with those franchises, it it surprised me. They do, yeah. Universal Studios, if you do walk around it, you do see a lot of, like, you know, the golden age of cinema type things. It's like, I don't know if the, the... Latino teens who are just here to make out <laughs> right. care about uh, Three Days of the Condor. No one is more concerned about keeping the legacy of the creature of the Black Lagoon alive right. in Universal Studios, but they were mainly focused on Chucky. and Yeah, there was a, yeah they have uh, different movies every year. Sometimes oh, is that true? Yeah, yeah, they rotate them out. It's always oh. kind of fun to see which ones well, they maybe pick. I misunderstood it. Last year, there's a very good Alien versus Predator. But let me tell you something. That House of Horrors, that walkthrough, yeah. is a- actually a terrible place to do hot yoga. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The hey. line the line gets very upset with you. So moving back to your story. So yeah, so it's dark, it's hot. Right. And this thing is taught by a man whose physique I would characterize as looking to replace Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. <laughs> like this is like one of the most jacked men I've seen in person. He's literally a jacked man. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Who? Jacked man. <laughs> I'm just talking about jacked man. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Uh, I know that doesn't really work, but it's fine. It works fine. It works fine. Works fine for a podcast. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. No notes, just riffing. Yeah, that's right. Um, none of this is scripted, you guys. None of this is scripted. Except for my, my notes. My parts. cuff. Yeah, Jesse, this notes. is supposed to be real raw and uncensored. All right, right Jacked Man What is am in I going to do when we get to the algebra portion of the program? <laughs> <laughs> you got that calculator app. Just use uh, that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what, I rub my dick on it? Is that correct? No, Jesse. You're never going to pass the SATs. <laughs> I guess you'll just have to go to UC Santa Cruz. <laughs> I was the first person ever to get an F on the SATs. <laughs> <laughs> I got an F. Because you couldn't pass the improvised algebra. <laughs> um, and this guy has a shaved head sure. and going down... His head in a, in the style of a mohawk. He has, I guess, what I would call hair nuggets. These <laughs> little bulbs of hair that look like you would like break them off and then dip them into honey mustard dressing. Oh, like gamer grub. Yeah, like what, we, gamer. what I thought gamer grub was. Yeah. Can you give me an idea of the horizontal dimensions of these hair nuggets? Uh, like how big is each nugget? Yeah. Uh, I would say that each nugget is two inches across. They're, they're are very they spherical. I mean, are they round? Yeah, they are round. So they're hmm. circular. So these are. This is like a mohawk he, version of the new man bun trend he, that you'll a, see a around. A bunch of mini man buns. Yeah. It's, uh, yes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You don't have. You have the cinnabon. These are the mini buns. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like, so they were like twisted and redeposited. Yeah. But bun the rest style. of his head was shaved. If did and he, then he did had he, tots of little buns. Tots. He tots. Bunch yeah. Of, yeah. Bunch exactly. Of hair tots. Yeah. Hair tots. Did he? Uh, did he have? Uh, what were they called? Uh, hair bands or, you know, like uh, rubber bands? You know, it was like, – I did if, not get a – I can't tell you that much more about these hair nugs yeah. because it, of the darkness. Let me tell you right now. If I were in that thing and he started – I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we even get going, let me see your nugs. <laughs> are they dank? How dank are these nugs? I just want to – I just got to see yeah. what's going on up there. <laughs> um so, yeah, I should have. I thought, you know, I'm first-timer. You don't want to be asking too many hair questions of the teacher. Right. Um, 
And so it's this were dark... Were you doing hot yoga Mad Max Fury Road style? It was, yes. Yeah, no, we were all competing for a drink of water. Tina Turner was there. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> it's very exciting. Um, so it's this dark room, and on the white walls, they have... On the ceiling is a projector, and all around the room they project, I guess... I, the closest way I can describe it is inspirational screensavers. <laughs> so it'll be like a, you know, a a psychedelic pool, mm-hmm. and then it changes over the course of the class. So you know, you look up one minute psychedelic pool, the next minute you're in like an avatar, like a legally dissimilar from avatar, you know, glowing rainforest. Yeah, rainforest. Yeah. Next second you're a album cover rainforest. Kitten, yeah, yeah. Kitten hanging onto a branch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. The really distracting thing, I thought this was kind of cool. The distracting thing was I could see the cursor. <laughs> like the cursor was and I, I was always just focused on them. Like, ah, oh, this is taking me out of the fucking iridescent rainforest. Yeah. Um it was a screensaver. I don't know if they had flying toasters. One of my favorite posters in the world <laughs> is in the mobile uh, and I must toast, John. <laughs> I greet the breakfast within you. The the mobile gas station. If you're <laughs> exiting I ninety one in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts at exit twenty six to Greenfield, and you get off the rotary on your first right, and there's a mobile station. Mm-hmm. And in the men's bathroom of that mobile station, there is a successories poster, and there is a successories poster with some guys playing basketball. <laughs> at, and now I'm not going to remember the exact quote. That's not the important thing. Sure. I, 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 I it still it blew my mind so much I can't remember it. But it's dudes, two dudes playing basketball at twilight, and there's some inspirational quote, and it's by Albert Camus, uh-huh. the, fam- the famous basketball philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm there, I'll take a picture and I'll and I'll send it to you guys. Camus later. can dunk. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a funny thing. When I was looking existentialist up- can't jump. <laughs> when I was looking up, um, when I was looking up the class, I was just looking on their website, and they had a quote on their website, and it was says like you know. I take Tommy's class every time I'm in Los Angeles. Jewel. <laughs> so their oh, really? celebrity endorsement was from so Jewel. So Jewel is studying with Tommy Hairnuts? I, yeah, I think so. How I don't know that? if to, if this guy was the owner or just a teacher. Hard uh-huh, to say. Uh-huh. All right. Um, so this thing was the the fucking hardest thing in history. It was yeah. so hard. I, I, sure. I, I, Including I, World War II. Yeah. Oh, Including I fought in World, World War, War II. World War One, World War Two. Yeah. cakewalk. Including slavery. Getting Yeah, slavery. Fine, whatever. Right, no problem. Uh, Black Death. Yeah. Sure. Oh, come on. Black Death, was, Black Death was fun. Yeah, cakewalks moderately difficult. Cakewalks, but not to, as difficult. Sure, right. it's hard to win that cake. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to know when the musical stops. You ever do yeah. uh, Black Death yoga? No, I haven't. Is that just where you get bit by a rat and then have diarrhea? You, know, you <laughs> try to hold tree pose. That's part of it, and then you have to sing "Ring Around the Rosie" a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I've Are, done Black Moth Super Yoga. Oh yeah, how's oh, that no. go? That's fun. <laughs> it's sort of <laughs> sort of electronic-y sounding, <laughs> sure. heavy rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was very hard. I uh, and he's the dude started out like I am used to a really like loving, giving, nurturing, know, nurturing like hand job. Hey, if this is too a really nurturing hand job, and this guy just was fucking jerking me off. Like, right. could we like, start with hand job this time instead of finishing? Could we open or maybe both? Yeah, right. And this guy, he he just started out. He's like, come on. You can do better. This is not that kind of class. Work. You're here to work. And he was just doing this. And I was like, I was like so not ready for this. Like yeah. I, you know, I want to be 
I want to hear an anecdote. I want to hear, you know, uh, I want to be told that I'm doing great. And if I if this is too hard for me, there's an easier version like this. Put your knee here if you can't do, you know. Right. This guy was offering no alternatives. And I think I'm super used to that in those classes. Like, you know, then your jacked dudes can stand on their heads. Us doughy fellas, we can, you know, lay on our backs. Right. And uh, just feel gravity. Think about our cats. Was, when I did Pilates, hey. I always liked to just feel gravity working on you. I'm like, I can get into this kind of exercise. <laughs> you, Jack, dude, stand on your head. You, doughy fella, think about your cat. <laughs> <laughs> Two steps ahead of you, teach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Okay. Um, now think about your cat standing on its head. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. I love that. And then he switched to yelling positives, he'll be like, you're doing great. Everybody looks awesome. And I'm like, I, this seems sarcastic because you were so mean before. It seems like you're... Are you sure you weren't taking a course by at midnight warm-up artist Brody Stevens? <laughs> this guy, yes. Yes, this guy was... And brilliant comedian in his own right. Excuse yes, me. I this don't guy was yoga Brody Stevens. Right. Focus. Push. Come on. Push. Come on. Shia LaBeouf asked me where to eat. That's my favorite Brody Stevens <laughs> joke of all time. <laughs> I saw him do. I'm seeing him doing. God, I would love it if, if Brody taught a uh, yoga class. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Brody Stevens. I was from the valley. <laughs> eight one eight till I die. Let's go into those downward dogs. Push, push through. I'm friends with Derek Jeter. <laughs> Met him four times on the field. Yankee Stadium, Fox Sports. Hangover one, hangover three. Am I bragging? Yes, I am. Do I deserve to? Maybe. Let's talk about supplements. (laughs) The funniest Brody Stevens thing I ever seen. I saw him do warm up for something, and when you're doing warm up, they will. That's the thing. Those of you who don't know who Brody Stevens is, an amazing comedian. Look him up. This is very funny. Look him up, and you know when he does warm up for a show or whatever, you forget what the show is. Sure, just remember that. It is amazing. They. so they cut him off when they were ready to start. So, you know, he would be starting something, but then they were like a bell would ring and he would just kind of retreat to the back. So this is all I heard before they cut him off. Eagle Rock Kukuru. <laughs> and then they cut him off. Sure. I'm like, oh, man, Eagle Rock Kukuru oh, is my Eagle favorite Rock joke. Kukuru. There's a thing. There's a sort of yoga-like thing that that Brody does during uh, – he was he did the warm-up on the Sklar Brothers podcast mm. I was on. And uh, – Wait, wait, wait. Their podcast is <laughs> – their podcast is a warm-up artist? No, Pilot. Pilot oh, is the one I was looking for. Pilot. Yeah. I was like, hmm, who's doing warm-up for they this have a They have a personal pilot. He flies their jet. Uh, okay, uh, listeners. It's John Hodgman here. I'm just going to get you guys ready for the big Jordan Jesse Go show. So let me hear you guys all applaud. So here's what <laughs> – they, they had a video piece, a pre-taped piece uh, that featured uh, comedy's John Doerr, mm-hmm. very funny John Doerr. And during the whole time they're playing this back, you know, they need to get audience laughter along with this piece. Brody is standing in front of it doing like a, like a full-on Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey Mouse directing of the audience sure. silently. Mm-hmm. Like drawing them up into the sky, pushing them out, focusing laughter, doing that thing where you points two fingers at his sure. eyes and points at someone who's not laughing. I've it's never aggressive. been able to figure that out. Do you point two fingers at your eye and then one finger at the other person? Or, or is I like it two, two fingers? I like two, two and, and two. two. Yeah. Two and two like the Chuck Woolery style? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's called doing a Chuck style. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds like a brutal It's experience. an art form. Yeah, it was very hard. I was a I, – I feel like I did the last 20 minutes of class just as a heap. 
Yeah. You know, as a heap and just like trying in vain to do something close to what he wanted. Like, I, you know, couldn't do half this stuff. Let me ask you the question. Please. Will you do it again? Uh, I Are may- you obsessed with making him love you now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he said as we were walking out, he's like, hey, what's your name? I'm like, Jordan. He's like, Jordan, good job. Felt great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good parenting. Yeah. Stego hair likes me. You're worthless. <laughs> Earn my love. Hey, here's a tiny little uh, tiny little endorsement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, very, very hard. No, I think I am going to go back to my touchy-feely earth mother. Yeah. Old man. Mommy wearing <laughs> Wearing his tai chi. It wouldn't you be. Know, now that you mention it, my yoga classes have been all pregnant women. Yeah. So I guess I'm. Yeah, you're doing pregnant to, yoga? I'm doing pregnancy That's yoga. Right. Yeah. yeah. But my I kegels only, are I ex- strong. I exclusively I get maternity massages. Yeah. If I go in for some body work, I always get the maternity package. You got mm-hmm. it. Self-discovery hour here on Jordan Jesse Go. I like I like uh, Stego Guy. Yeah. I think that's a fun name. Yeah, Stego Guy. Can I tell you something? That's Is that fun? a guy who's got, like, instead of hair nugs, he's got Stegosaurus plates down the back of his head? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some, right, say for de- some say they were for defense. Some say they were to um, uh, absorb heat. <laughs> yeah. Regulate, we don't, regulate heat. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, can I tell you guys something that uh, my son Simon said to my mom yesterday? Mm-hmm. Sure. He said, there were, there were, I just overheard literally this sentence, but I just heard Simon go, Nana, I am so glad you're not a dinosaur. Ah. <laughs> um, oh, I think we've, fun. oh, Nana, so that's his name for your mom? Yeah, he's got yeah. Mima and Pop Pop. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah. got Nana and Grandpa Lee. Sure. And Grandma Bernie, my stepmother, except for Grandma Bernie, nixed that, so she doesn't have a name. Sure. Jonathan Colton's maternal grandparents, I believe, were known uh, throughout the family as Tuffy and BJ. Wow. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's a good one. Yeah, that's well, dope. You know. They sound like a couple of truckers. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's what I was about to say. That like was a 70s trucker, trucker action show. <laughs> Jonathan Colton is the scion of a famous trucker clan <laughs> of uh, central Connecticut. Yeah. Speaking of the are 70s. You, are we- you a beautiful little boy, Jonathan Colton? Tenfold, good buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Time to do speed in a Waffle House. (laughs) You know what Colton's uh, CB nickname was when Mm. he was growing up? Nerd bait. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Little nerd bait. Uh, Sorry, Jonathan. It's weird how there was – in the 70s, people were obsessed with trucking. Yeah, that's amazing. Can you speak to that, John, having been around in the 70s? (laughs) Were you obsessed with trucking? Thank you. I'm as old as a university in in Santa Cruz, so I can speak to you of the ancient history of trucking. (laughs) I think people were – I mean, and I was a child in the 70s. Sure. You know what I mean? But it was – I think it spoke to two two strains of American imagination. Mm -hmm. One is utter freedom. Right. Do you know what I mean? The, just to hit the road and answer to no one and be by yourself and not have to listen to your disgusting neighbors and family members and children sure. and stuff. Or your wife. And that was the, one, first and foremost. I didn't want to say. And that, that was the romance you know, of, the, of the hobos in the 1930s. That's why you had all of that sure. – all of those novels and stories and songs about hobos because sure. the hobos took to the road and they threw away – uh, domestic life and they're they, nagging and, wives, and then they and then they just they just lived and they just ate garbage and had sex with young men. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the hobo. That's life. the life. Yeah, that exactly. is the life. They they would they would recruit young men to go with them on the road and turn them into their punks. That's I bet the true, that's I bet that's, that's what your hot life. yoga teacher does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I bet man. That's why you got so jacked. <laughs> Eat some garbage, fuck some young boys. But yeah. I think that also a waffle house. spoke to a strain of of technological 
fascination because the CB, the Citizens Band radio. Oh, yeah. I guess that was the most advanced piece of tech that in, uh, that existed at the time. Well, it was the idea. It's like uh, anyone can have a radio station sure. and talk to each other. Like it's the fascination uh, that that you or, or your dad had in 1994 when AOL came out. <laughs> you know, it's like I can talk to anyone in the world. You know what I mean? And that was uh, – so it was that common. It was like – Imagine the internet plus hobos, you get truckers. Okay. Yeah. That's, we a, used to that's sometimes... a sound mathematical <laughs> formula. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, do that as a rebus puzzle, put it on the bottom of a beer cap. We <laughs> used to run sometimes on the Sound of Young America in our college days a record about how to use a CB radio. Yeah. Uh, and we wrote a theme song, which went How to use a CB radio, how to use a CB radio, how to use a CB radio in your truck or car. <laughs> You know you have a beautiful singing voice. Thank I don't you, know John. that I've ever noticed that before in I all our years of knowing. Lilting. You know, Lilting. The, you're the second person to tell me that recently. Rene Russo told mm-hmm. me the same thing. Whoa. The Rene Russo? Yeah. What were you singing to Rene Russo? I think I is the real question. I don't remember, but listeners of Jordan Jesse Go will certainly tweet <laughs> to me exactly what I was uh, – because you know that I talked oh, about Rene that. Oh, Rene Russo, I loved you and Get Shorty. What happened to you? What happened to you after that? Right. <laughs> T-Hop was going to be your comeback, but it didn't come together for you. Why you. were your nugs so dank? <laughs> Are we we'll still be, doing pot songs? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm John Hodgman, standing by. Look, if you haven't listened to the Judge John Hodgman podcast, get on that. Okay. That's – no, not – have you never, you never heard the show? No, not really. Are you familiar with it? Um, I've, 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 I've listened to it through my head when I'm talking. It's <laughs> probably the most popular spinoff of this show. Sure. That's true. That's how I would describe I, that's it. That's right. It's, it bears repeating that uh, Judge John Hodgman began as a segment – on Jordan Jesse Go, and so in many ways, I am coming home. Yeah. And uh, Jordan Jesse Go, actually, a uh, animated short on the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, originally, uh, oh. it's originally. <laughs> boy, oh boy! And yeah. then before that, it was uh, it was a radio play, right? Yeah, it was a radio play, um, like The Shadow. Yeah, exactly, right. Orson Welles was and the first. And then before that, Jesse it was uh, you know just something that shamans passed down when they went from oral tribe to tribe. History, yeah, yeah, oral, oral tradition. Right? I am pretty sure that before it was on the Tracy <clears throat> Ullman show, it was a one-hit wonder. Is uh, Pop singer in the UK. Is that Jordan, not correct? Jordan Jesse Go? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Sponsors. He was caught with a lot oh, of child right. porn. Recorded to Sir with Love. Oh, I see what you're making reference to. Never mind. Oh, Go I on. don't. What is what Tracy Ullman. Was she a pop singer? Oh, yeah. that's right. Oh, I didn't know that. What was her? I don't, I don't remember da, da, what her da, song da, was, da, but she was They don't know about us, and they've never heard of love. She did the video with Paul McCartney. There you go. Huh. How dank are your nuts? My main, <laughs> my main associations with uh, Tracy Ullman regard when we fir- when my family first got cable when I was uh, twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad and stepmother would watch Tracy Takes On on Bravo, mm. of course, uh, and uh, I would hate it. Just hate mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I think that it was because it was really not for a 12-year-old to enjoy mm-hmm. uh, more than anything else. I don't think it was because it was so bad. But I still like can't even deal with the thought of Tracy Ullman because of how much I hated that show when I was 12. That's how I feel about Coach. 
<laughs> my mom was always watching Coach. I'm like, what's this? <laughs> coming anyway. back. Co- tell your mom. I've heard, yeah, my coach. mom will be very excited about coach the return of Coach. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nothing up on the Jumbotron this week, but we do have a sponsor, Harry's. Harry's.com. Jordan Jesse goes sponsored in part by Harry's.com. These are high-quality razors that offer you a shave that's better for your face and for your wallet. Uh, starts at $15. You get a razor. You get foaming shave gel. Or shave cream if you prefer a cream. There's no unguents here. I use uh, I use Harry's. Yeah, I've tried both the cream and the gel. You can't go wrong with either. They're both. Then nice why products. do they make a separate product? I don't understand. Just based on your preference. Okay, so, yeah. individual preference. Do you prefer a cream or a gel? Do you prefer a cream or a gel? Job? I guess I believe I never deserve it a preference. <laughs> right now, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean the nice part uh, the nice part about uh, gel is you're going to get volume. Mm-hmm. You know, and then a cream is going to be a little silkier. Yeah. So he's got Just two depends. great options. Just he's got depends. two great options. The now starter I'm set, be up all night thinking about this. The razor, <laughs> the gel or shaving cream, three razor blades, and free shipping. All you have to do, go to harrys.com for $5 off. So that's $10. Uh, just go to harrys.com and use the code JJGO. Start shaving better today. If you want to sponsor Jordan, Jesse, Go, or any of our Maximum Fun podcast, drop a line to Teresa at Teresa at MaximumFun.org. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron and share your personal or business message one time uh, with fellow Jordan, Jesse, Go listeners, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. It's easy and affordable. We'll talk to you in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. John Hodgman, sitting over here. When something momentous happens to you, the listener, we have you call us for our segment, Momentous Occasions. The number to call, 206-984-4FUN, 206-984-4F. UN. By the way, a fun post on the Facebook page uh, the other day. Uh, I just put the phone number into my phone. How about you? Have you put it into your phone? A lot of fun people putting the 206-9844 fun number into their phone so that it's handy when something momentous happens. Sounds like yeah. a fun Facebook post. You know, you're not going to want to have to listen back to a Jordan Jesse Go to remember that number. Right. No. 206-9844-FUN. These aren't fun on the first listen. When something momentous happens to you, you don't want to enjoy that experience just on your own. You want to be able to call into a podcast. And you want to it. share it with people you like to imagine or sort of like your friends. Exactly so. Let's hear our first call. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is uh, Josh in Queens. Uh, I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I was walking home from the train back to my apartment, and I saw a man walking through this misty night walking something. I get a little closer. It's a cat. It's a cat on a leash. And as I get closer, the cat gets really tense. And the man just leaned down and whispered, hey, be brave. I thought that was beautiful. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Aww. That's amazing. I always yeah. thought the, the walking cat man of Queens was a myth. No, no. He's very real. Oh, wow. Yeah. About that. I, I, I'm... I'm thrilled to. I guess I'm thrilled for the confirmation of his reality, but I also feel a little disappointed. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed the the mythology. Of well, it. I mean, you know, he will disappear into the Phantom Zone because the planets were only aligned for that one night. So I, he <laughs> took his cat on their damned walk, the a walk of the damned, right? And uh, yeah, and then he just uh, disappeared into his prison. Although, on sometimes when the stars all align, he goes. I got to go on that damned walk of the damned. Sure, yeah. He's frustrated. He's watch, trying to watch the football game or whatever. Uh-huh. That's a beautiful little short story that the gentleman from Queens retold. But I have to say that I'm—he kind of left out the 
inevitable ending, which is the cat didn't listen and still hated being on the leash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just wants to be inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> that cat man of Queens, he's trying really hard yeah, yeah. to help that cat be something that it's not. Who just goes, and in conclusion, cats aren't brave. Right. <laughs> they, don't, they don't call them bravey cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are the cowards of the animal kingdom. <laughs> Let's take our next call. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. This is Jason from Athens, Georgia. I'm on my way to work, and I just saw a guy on a Segway pull up to a crosswalk signal button, do a complete 360, and then reached across over the Segway, almost tipped over and hit the button, making its really cool face. It made my day. Hope you have a good one. There are still Segways. Yeah. That is still a thing. Where was this guy? Athens, Georgia. Athens, Georgia. Probably yeah. borrowed it from Michael Stipe or something. Yeah, <laughs> no, you know Stipe loves segways. Now, this I think might be the the unexpected outcome of people putting the what is the number again? One eight hundred two zero six nine eight four four fun two zero six nine eight four four fun into their so phones. So one eight hundred call att. <laughs> <laughs> but. But, you know, this guy obviously had it in his phone. Yeah. I'm not sure him having a private laugh at someone else's unfortunate facial expression on a Segway yeah. and being humiliated is really a momentous occasion in this guy's life. I agree. If Unless he wanted, he's a creep. If he wanted to sell this story to us, he should have made the fa- same face so we could see it. Yeah, for example. Yeah, let's see the face, fella. Yeah. Oh. Make a radio face. Too cowardly? Yeah. Too cat-like to show it to us? Like, yeah. 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 I almost saw a guy fall over on a Segway. That's a mean thing. Yeah. It's not – is that a momentous occasion? And he wasn't actually going to because of the Segway's gyroscope. It's got a gyroscope. It's not actually going to happen. It is hard to fall off a Segway, I can tell you, because I'm a weird dad and I rode one once. I have also ridden a Segway before. And you know what? You know it's what? pretty it's, fun. It's not fun. It's, oh, I enjoyed my Segway <laughs> it's, ride. It's not fun. How yeah. come you guys have ridden a Segway? I've never ridden a Segway. I uh, did one as part of a fuel segment. Me and a famous skateboard guy – Rode one around Chicago. I want to ride one of those policeman segways, you know, tough segways. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, those don't have the gyroscopes in them. They don't? Well, there, there's like a competing segway. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's got more than two wheels. It's a four-wheel stand-up scooter mm-hmm. that you sometimes see in airports with, and, and airport security will be driving through on them. And it's sort of like when you really want a Millennium Falcon for Christmas, but your parents get you a Starbird. Oh boy! Oh yeah! You know what I mean? It's like it's like this isn't what all the all the all the mall cops and airport police folks are like. This isn't what we wanted. We wanted the Segway. I thought it just was like sort of like a Segway. This is with, just as good, guys. It is cheaper. Yeah. Knobblier tires. Oh, they have. You're saying they it's have like all, a it's like a GoBot Segway. Yeah, that's yeah, what, that's okay. the best. Sure, that's sure. A, no one knows what a Starbird is just because of my childhood trauma. Uh, <laughs> and I wanted that Millennium Falcon or whatever, uh, but yeah, GoBots is a is a good is a good example. That's what I'm but they are, they do have all wheel. They do have all terrain or some extra terrain segways. Don't they no, shoot a knobbly net? wheels? They shoot a net too, right? What's that? They shoot a net. Yeah, oil slick. Oil slick. Yeah, sure. Drops you tax wanted, behind. <laughs> you wanted a pair of Jordans. You ended up with Starberries. Sure. <laughs> Or you wanted like uh, – or you wanted a, a, a cool – what was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon? Oh, my favorite Saturday morning cartoon was uh, – I can't even think of one I liked. Animaniacs. That was on weekdays. Yeah, what about – That was uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Captain Caveman. Captain, can you think of any Saturday morning cartoons that were uh, – Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Speaking of the I internet loved, generation. Uh, I love Ninja Turtles. Right. Uh, so it would be like getting a imagine, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtle. Imagine you want a, 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 a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sure. lunchbox, but you don't get one. And 20 years later, someone 
sends you a Brave Star lunchbox on eBay, <laughs> for example. For example. Something that might happen. For example. In life. I'm sorry I called you a creep. What was his name in Athens, Georgia? I don't know. Well, I'm sorry I called him a creep. He is it's a okay. creep, though. Just, it made like, a just like Michael Stipe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With your bald head and your political lyrics. All I can, oh, yeah, all nice I can say is yeah. that I hope, I hope you I enjoy – I hope you enjoy momentous occasions in your life, truly, that do not involve watching someone kind of be humiliated. You know what? One time I met Moby, mm-hmm. yep. speaking of bald alternative rock celebrities, sure. and he was such a nice guy that it really gives me a lot of hope that uh, Michael Stipe is probably a really nice guy. <laughs> because of the baldness? Yeah, I just sort of transfer it over. Yeah. I have also met Moby, and he is a very nice guy, and he really loves to talk and think about the novel Dune. Oh, oh really? And that that was his entree to me because sure. I have I have made plenty of Dune reference in my time, and uh, and I and I think Moby came up to me thinking that we were going to go into some deep dives on Chapter House Dune. He did not appreciate that I had only read the first novel oh, and then shut it wow. down. How many that. Dunes are there? Lots and lots. Okay. Frank oh, Herbert, the, his kids wrote yeah, them, right? Yeah. As many as there are in the greatest deserts. Sure, yeah. Frank, Frank <laughs> Herbert, I think, wrote four. Yeah. Dune, Dune Messiah, God Emperor Dune, and Chapter House Dune, I think in that order. And then, Those are all fucking great bylines. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And then his son has been collaborating with other science fiction writers to create many, many more novels of Dune. And I, I have heard tell from at least one – Teamster driving a travel van who would bring me from base camp to set. <laughs> that, the, that, the, that the later dunes are actually much better than oh. some of the Frank Herbert dunes. Interesting. Because his whole job is to drive half a mile sure. seven times a day and spend the rest of the time just reading science fiction novels. That was a, that was, that was, like a pretty sweet He was a life. cool dude. Yeah. I liked him a lot. Frank Herbert's son writes these? Frank, Are you talking about Lyndon Baines Herbert? <laughs> Lyndon Baines. <laughs> yeah. Lady Lady Bird Herbert. Man, man Bird Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. We're Dave and Graham, and we host Stop Podcasting Yourself. We started this podcast back in 2008. Before podcasts had to have any kind of concept, so we don't really know how to describe it. It's kind of like going to the barber shop if your barber knew all about the first season of the show Elf. It's like a 90-minute massage where the masseuse is two people talking to each other with a third person. It's like the Monsters of Metal tour, only quieter, no music, and just talking. It's like a makeout session, but without the lips touching, they just talk a lot. Download Stop Podcasting Yourself from iTunes or MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. John Hodgman, hot yoga instructor. Are you now? Are you're you pretty are, jacked? I didn't. I. It was only after you said that that I noticed how jacked you were. Thank you. Yeah, I'm running a high fever. <laughs> that's my. That's my new yoga course. Yeah, I get everyone gets a staph infection. Yeah, and then we and, and then you we just do drink some ginger ale. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Staph infections. Nothing to joke about. Everybody. Yeah, get yourself checked out. Okay, <laughs> that's our message for this week. 
We like to end on a moral, like the Saturday morning cartoons of our youth. Yeah, like your Brave Stars. Sure. Or your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We usually just teach people how to tread water. <laughs> right. <laughs> or not to get in a fridge that you see at a dump. Yeah. Because you'll get locked in there. Move Why? your legs like a scissor, John. <laughs> you know what? Why is it taken the refrigerator industry so long to realize that maybe they just make them openable from the inside rather than kill kids all the time? Yeah. Do a lot of kids die that way? Not anymore, I don't think. <clears throat> because I think that of had G. to do with I, those. Kind of G.I. Joe. I think that had to do with those refrigerators that had those handles, those oh, latching right. handles. And like they when my break when, off. when my pop pop opened up the fridge in Ocean City to show off his. His uh, uh, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre music video refrigerator collection of <laughs> fresco, fresco bottles. Sure, yeah. Uh, that that was a fridge that I have. A, 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 I have an idea that I could have gotten. A toddler could have died in there. I could have climbed. I got in there an and ice died. box full of frescas that my homeboys do too. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's fun. Mm-hmm. We're having fun. John Hodgman, of course, the host of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. If you listen to this show, you don't listen to that one. You, it seems like you're making a mistake. But you probably do because that show is more popular. It's dramatically more popular. <laughs> yeah, why are you popular, uh, plugging a more popular podcast? Uh, Judge John Hodgman is a spinoff of this podcast. So, like, you guys are all in the family and I'm like, good times. You're mod. Hmm. Yeah, it's you're right. <laughs> I wish I could be good times. I, I caught... I caught an episode of Good Times uh, recently on on cable, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember I watched that a lot when I was a kid. But watching uh, a '70s sitcom, multi-camera sitcom, it's like, oh yeah, this was very slowly paced. Yeah, I know, and very, it, they very, just very low around. requirement for laughs. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all, all they really had to do was keep their head above water. I had a weird little period where I, times. Watch, where I would watch WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, before after I came home as an adult, uh, as a like a junior high kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Oh yeah, that's when Lonnie Anderson is at her hottest. Well, forget about Lonnie Oof. Anderson. Yum the yum. woman who played Bailey Quarters with the glasses. Oh yeah, sure. I can't remember her name. That was Hodgman's Natalie from Sports Night. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's sweet. I took uh, an airplane with Lonnie Anderson once. How'd that go? Great. Just the two you guys? Yep. <laughs> Going up to the Cape? <laughs> Did you know she's a, she's a she's an accomplished pilot? <laughs> so she's like John Travolta in that way? I was like, I can't believe I missed my flight home to New York. Yeah. And then I turned around Lonnie in the Anderson's Sky Lounge. Like, and Lonnie Anderson, Maybe I can be of some assistance. Yeah, she's she's dangling some plane keys in yeah. front of me. She's like, you want to ride, sailor? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Wait a minute. Was that Lonnie Anderson or was it Stephen Weber? <laughs> Could have been Stephen <laughs> Weber. <laughs> I met Stephen Weber recently, too. By the way, this show is Cheers and Judge John Hodgman is the Tortellis. <laughs> oh. Low blow. Low blow. Why? Be so, I think. Because you're great, just like Carla. You're the best. What was meeting Stephen Weber like? Great. Yeah, nice guy. It was at it was at SF Sketchfest after our triumphant uh, Judge John Hodgman live show. Mm. They, they, he then, had just come from the SF Sketchfest tribute to Wings. <laughs> at the SF Sketchfest, it's true they're kind to, of running out of things to tribute to. Yeah. The yeah. tribute to the shining TV movie that Stephen King approved. Well, of. that's all I could think of when oh, I was yeah? meeting him, and I really wish that I had been a little bit brave enough to. To ask him about that, to get down there off the boardwalk and play volleyball in the sand with him, as it were, and ask him, what did it feel? Because those of you who don't know, uh, Stephen King is a famous author of paranormal fiction. Mm -hmm. He wrote a novel called The Shining, which is great. 
Stanley Kubrick made a movie of The Shining, which is great, but Stephen King hates the movie of The Shining mm -hmm. for reasons that are in, impenetrable sure. to people who love good movies. I mean, you could take a lot of people don't like Stanley Kubrick, but you look at that movie and you look at his work. It's like this is incredible craftsmanship. You can't you, you can't look at that movie and go, "That's a garbage piece of movie." Except Stephen King, who I admire sure. and love and think is an amazing writer, line by uh, just an incredible writer, really thinks it's a garbage piece of movie. And so in the 1990s, he convinced – I think it was ABC to yeah, – to, I, yeah, I don't really remember. It was a network mm -hmm. to let him commission a new Shining. He was going to fix it. Yeah. He was going to fix this incredible masterpiece. It was masterpiece. like a four-night – Deal. I think it, yeah, it was. It was a very long thing. Yeah, and, and Stephen Weber did it for Jack Nicholson. Yeah, the the character that had been played by Jack Nicholson was now played by Stephen Weber, and mm -hmm. the character that was played by Shelley Duvall is now played by Rebecca Dormornay. Oh, I gotta say, Stephen Weber is the cast member of Wings that I would go with for that part. Look, Stephen Weber is a good actor. Wait, who? Like, okay, I'm, if we I'm, gonna... Not gonna, I'm not gonna let you poop in the can all over Stephen Weber. Up in here. It's not our intent. In this podcast hot box. If we're going to recast The Shining with cast members from Coach. Look. Who right. would Dauber be? <laughs> I, mean, I what, think it would be Dauber would be in the dog suit giving a guy What's Stephen Weber supposed to say if – I'm recasting a version of The Shining because I think it needs fixing. Sure. What character do you think should be played by Carolyn and what character should be played by the city? <laughs> ah, ah, Yay. whoa! Deep cuts. I think they should be the they should be the creepy little twins. Gotcha. Uh, if you uh, if you were if you were Stephen Weber and Stephen King came to you and said, "I want you to play this part," sure. what are you going to say? No, no, you play the part. You play the part. Stevie K calls. You answer the phone. That's right. Jerry Joel Schumacher wants you to be Batman. You say yes. Yeah. Now and then you're I... accidentally in the worst Batman. That one I still don't understand. Yeah. There was no reason that George Clooney had to say yes to Batman. It's true. Would Other you, than it being Batman. You would say no to Batman if you were invited. Uh, if I were George Clooney at that time in my career, I might say yes. But if I were George Clooney only like 18 months later, I would have said <laughs> no. No, thank you. Well, I've seen that movie. It's terrible. <laughs> the of no, 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 no. I don't know. I mean I just – I you know, like – well, I don't want to get into the comparative merits of the Batman franchise, although that's probably exactly what your listeners want to hear. <laughs> yeah. You would love that, wouldn't you? All right. Here, let's, okay. Let's – Quick. Let, we'll do it quick. You're in television and sure. film, right? Uh, sure. And, uh, and Jesse, you're a performer as well. Technically. Okay. In here, some ways. Here's the, here's, the, here's the question. All right. Okay. Jordan. Yeah. Joel Schumacher is hired to make a new Batman movie. Mm -hmm. Standalone. You're offered Batman, yes or no. And I am – my career is where it is now. This yeah. is not some fantasy world where today. I'm a hot actor and I have my choice of – No, And I have my choice of projects. This is today. This okay. is today. I'm not coming off a hot TV show or a – this is like I want – I'm remaking Batman. Right. I want a guy who writes jokes for a fake game show and hosts – I'm not saying it's – I'm not saying that it's a plausible situation. Okay, I'm just I'm I. This is not an Elseworlds not, thing where I'm someone different. It's not any more plausible than Joel Schumacher getting another right time at Batman. Is this a is this a Kickstarter thing or yeah? Is, let's say Joel Schumacher <laughs> as a Kickstarter. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay. This makes it a little bit more interesting. Let's say Joel Schumacher is like, I was wronged. I had a vision for mm -hmm. Batman. 
It did not come together. Studio I, notes. I should have been able to finish. I, I really want to make my vision complete. Uh, and I am – I have an unauthorized Kickstarter. It's B-A-T-M-O-N. To, to raise money to do a new Batman. <laughs> Wait, is B-A-T-M-O-N a Rasta Batman? <laughs> yeah, Batman. Right. And uh, and I want you and I want you I want to announce that you're starring. Hear me now, Joker. Now this, <laughs> this is very plausible because Prince sure... Gotham. I'm. This is actually bordering on plausibility in an interesting way. Sure, I know. Joel Schumacher is happy and 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 successful, but. The idea that he might decide in his heart, like Stephen King, like I'm going to get the, I'm going to fix this thing, sure. I'm gonna, and I'm going to get, I'm going to raise money, mm-hmm. and you're savvy with the internet, you're uh, on a podcast, so I'm going to cast you, Jordan Morris, yeah. as Batman. We're going to announce it on the Kickstarter, and I guarantee you that if we if we raise five hundred thousand dollars, DC is going to be cool with it. <laughs> okay, it'll come out a couple months after Batman v Superman, right? Uh, and what do you say? Now, you understand now at this point, yeah. this movie's never going to happen. He's sure. never going to raise the money. It's going to be humiliating. And even if he gets close, he's going to be shut down by DC Legal. But he believes sure. very strongly. Honestly, I think I'm going to say no. Right. Okay. I'm going to say no to Batman. Yeah, I think, I think I'm, wrong. you know, yeah. whereas I, you know, I love Batman and right. you know, would love to play in that world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, Jordan's a – I mean you described him as being in show business, but ultimately he's a storyteller. Story yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the oldest of the professions yeah. aside from the prostitution. I think I'm <laughs> – yeah. Well, sometimes prostitutes well, would tell a story it's before. It's a different – it's a body story. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. The prostitutes at Jordan's yoga studio always yeah. tell a story. They tell you a fun story yeah. so about now, coming out to their now Catholic mothers. Now all of those details yeah. to George Clooney's career sure. in 1998 or whatever it was. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. He could have said no. And they all Already had made a pretty bad other Batman movie. It was clear that that franchise was mm, sure it was powering down. Okay, if I, I was George Clooney, I'd have said yes. Though I would, if you uh, the present the situation you just presented to Jordan, it's an easy no for me. Even if they said to me, "We'll pay you a million dollars," I don't think I would do it because it would just not be worth it to me. Right. I have a job. You know what I mean? And it already pays you a million dollars. Yeah, and I'm you get to very, wear a mask. I'm an extremely <laughs> rich man. Sure. People don't know that Jesse Thorne wears a mask. <laughs> Just yeah. a small domino mask, but he always no wears one, a mask. Yeah, no one knows who no he one really knows who is. No one can recognize yeah. me when I'm wearing the mask. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No matter how small it may appear mm. on camera. Is, who is Jesse Thorne? Is it millionaire playboy Bruce Wayne? Is it Guy Gardner, the Rogue Lantern? <laughs> We're getting into my territory now, Jordan. I don't think Jesse is going to stay awake for much longer unless we, unless we mention baseball soon. <laughs> <laughs> is he Cecil Fielder? There we go. Now yeah. we're talking. Or is he Abner Doubleday? <laughs> um, Cecil Fielder's son, Prince Fielder, probably has one of the best names for a superhero baseball player. I uh, we, did ah. a th- we did a thing on... Or a reggae baseball player. Oh. We did a thing on Prince Fielder. Uh, on at midnight, he did. A, he made a funny Instagram video where he was putting dudes on his shoulders and doing squats. Um. And I put into the script, um, you know, uh, does he play for the Astros? Houston. He plays for Houston. Uh, Houston Astros. Yeah. Uh, he was – and he I play for the Houston Astros now? I think so. Anyway. I'm – anyway, I put Houston Astros, uh, Astros shortstop and probably fake name haver, Prince Fielder. <laughs> the anyway, Houston Astros should name – should update their name and call it the 
Houston hashtags for like hashtags. Yeah, get some traction online. Do you know what I mean? It advertises you know about itself. Internet. Can we end this show? Texas for the Rangers. Texas now. Rangers. Thank you very much. Uh, we need to really need to end this show. Judge John Hodgman has been our guest <laughs> on the show. We'll see <laughs> April twenty fourth in Santa Cruz. Brian Fernandez, aka Sunny D, on the boards. A big thank you to thank all you, of the donors who make MaximumFun.org possible and everyone using the hashtag JJGo in all their tweets and posting on our Facebook and in the Reddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com. Always lots of good Jordan Jesse Go talk there. Um, and uh, by the way, I made a fun new rule. Anytime you tweet about our theme music mm-hmm. coincidentally being in a television commercial, you are then required to tweet twice about our actual show. Yeah. Tweet to your friends about how there's a show they should be listening to. Yeah. And you like it. Let me say something. I've been thinking a lot about this commercial because it's on heavy rotation right now. And it's for, Oh, you don't have to tell us. Yeah. And it's for and it's and it's for Delta and I'm and I'm a gold medallion member. Ooh. Congratulations. <laughs> well, you and Lottie Anderson? Uh the actor who and now I'm having a terrible moment because his last name is London and I and I am blanking on his first Jack, name. Jack London wrote the call of the well. Nope. Yeah. No. Several other Jack dog London books. Square in Oakland? No. The Adventure actor... novelist Jack London. Okay, Jack London, uh-huh. who is the actor in that, is a is a Daniel London. There we go. Is a good old friend of uh, David Reese. And really? I met him many times. Hmm. The host of the just renewed uh uh, television program. Television program. Going deep with David Reese now on the Esquire channel. Mm. That show's great, by the way. It if is. you're out there and you have not watched that, that show is a triumph. It is. It's a, and you can watch it. You can get all the episodes on Hulu and Amazon and everywhere else. I think it's really great, and it's going to be even better. Uh, but Daniel London is a good dude. He's I've met him have many a son times. On the next season, a baby son. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Reese and Baby Reese. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel London is a nice guy and I know I can appreciate why this is frustrating for you guys to have this ad on the air he's getting paid every time but but he's a good guy sure. he's a deserving guy and if you watch him in that ad an incredible actor <laughs> like I've watched that no. thing over and over I'm like I feel like I've seen this guy this guy is a real guy I love I love his acting in that thing so I'm sorry about that okay. I don't have any problem with it being on television or with Danny London getting paid I'm just ready for people to tweet about liking the show rather than just that our theme music yeah. is in a television commercial. Yeah, I feel like uh, you know we would we would like to reach a wider audience. It's we- been running at roughly a two or three to one ratio since that commercial started yeah. running on TV. <laughs> Where There's people- got to be something else notable about our show. <laughs> nope. Shares theme music with a commercial. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's a that's just a like good, that's a T-shirt right there. Just like UC Santa Cruz's motto is "We exist." Ours is Jordan Jesse Go shares theme music with a commercial. There you go. Okay, we love you all. Just like our theme music, "Love You" by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. By the way, I saw a great version of "Kites Are Fun" in an episode of Yo Gabba Gabba the other day. That's fun. Boy, that uh, didn't seem to rub you the wrong way the way this Delta commercial did. No one tweeted at me about it. The titular song of "Kites Are Fun," the best of the Free Design, on which you can find our theme music. Just as I'm sure that Delta people did. No, I don't think that they're big Jordan Jesse Go fans. <laughs> it's a real band that has a real high level of reputation. Very popular. I bet you $100 that they heard it on Jordan Jessica first. Music supervisors know about the free design. It's a $100 bet. How do we figure that shake. out? Shake. Shake on it. All I'm right. in. All right. I'm shaking. Podcast shake. We just shook. I'm putting it out to you, America. 
Prove Judge Hodgman wrong. Or prove me right. Find the music supervisor of that commercial, <laughs> and they'll just say, yeah, I heard it because I'm a big fan of Pizzicato 5. Mm. And they cited them as an influence or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know. There's no reason that that person wouldn't. It's not ripping you off if they heard it here first. And they love the show and they decided to make a uh, commercial. That's, you no should admit listens. it. Here's the thing. You're assuming people listen to our show. You know what? I don't like all this negative attitude. No, we got toods. You're right. Yeah. We We're in a hot box. You need to work. Stop making excuses. <laughs> hey, what's your name? Brody Stevens. Brody Stevens. Hot Great yoga job instructor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll oh, talk to thanks. you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.